conversations about yesterday's animation. Animations. Saturday morning at the Cartoon Fair. Days past. Hello and welcome to the Days Past Tooncast. My name is Will. My name is Travis. And on this podcast, we have adult conversations about yesterday's animations. The holidays, they're not coming. No. They have arrived. They are here. They're present. They are present. Yes. And we've got a present for y'all coming up here. This whole episode is a gift to Uh you. To you and yours. But we're really only interested in one holiday. I think that Apple Podcasts, you know how there's, I'm sure that there are Christian podcasts out there. Got uh-huh. to exist. <laughs> yeah. Got to. That's a yeah. genre. Just like at the store, if you go buy music, there's uh-huh. Christian music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah there's options. Yes. Yeah. We should be listed under Toonsmissian Podcasts mm-hmm. because this is a Toonsmiss-based podcast. We don't always like to talk about yeah. it. I, I, not everybody accepts Toonsmissism as a Toonsmissism, uh-huh. if yep. you're not aware of what I'm saying. They don't accept it as a valid spiritual practice or religion. I mean, we're, we're not tax exempt or anything no. like that. We haven't really done that. But. Yeah, I mean, and frankly, we deserve it. But We do. We do. Look, there's a war on Toonsmiss, and I'm not going to try to fight it here today. Yeah. I want everyone just to come together with us on this holiday of Toonsmiss. We celebrate tunes on Toonsmiss. Somberly. This will be a somber episode of the Days Past Tooncast. <laughs> if I rise above this decibel uh-huh. level, yes. there is a bomb that's set to go off. So starting now. Incorrect. We are going to get loud because we're celebrating. Whoa! We're celebrating and we're going to get loud with a Toonsmith song to kick us off before we get to the the soup du jour. Uh-huh. The, what is the more <laughs> holiday thing? The, the chestnut that's roasting right uh, now? Yeah, it's yeah. almost roasted. <laughs> the, to the extravaganza that is our Toonsmith podcast episode. That's, that's correct. Yes. The way we're going to kick it off, uh, we've done this a couple times before, so it's a bit of a tradition. Yeah. We've skipped for a while, but we're bringing it back. Mm-hmm. Songs, music, that's a part of the holiday season. Carolers. Have you ever had Toonsmith Carolers show up to your house <laughs> and sing you Toonsmith classics? Right. Yep. Just r- right outside your door with all the all the winter gear on. Yeah. Yeah. All I want for Toonsmith is you. Uh-huh. Uh, all I want for Toonsmith is my two front teeth. That's a classic. There's a lot of all I want for Toonsmith. Yep. Uh, simply having a wonderful Toonsmith time. All, all of them. We have one that we like to sing here on this podcast. I don't know who wrote it because it's a traditional song. It's yes, one of those ones where if you look up who wrote it, it just says trad. Yeah. Because uh-huh. it means traditional. Uh-huh. We don't know. Just was here when it, we showed up. It just was. It was just here it when just we showed was. up to the yes. studio. It was in our brains already, in our hearts. <laughs> of course, we're talking about the 12 days of Toonsmiths. Oh, man. It brings a tear to my eye just thinking about it, really. I was sobbing the whole day yeah. getting <laughs> leading uh-huh. up to this. Yeah. Just thinking about <laughs> yeah. hearing it. We're going to throw to it here. We're going to throw to the song. Uh, we've updated it for the year 2022. A couple nips and tucks there. Yeah. 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 It needed some some lifts. Uh-huh. It's, it's, it's been about five years, you know, that we've been doing the song. So... I mean, a world pandemic has came and gone. And most importantly, all we're asking for here on Days Past Tooncast, whether it's Santa Claus, yep. whether it's the stork, the, the drunk cartoon stork from Looney Tunes, <laughs> you know, whoever whoever is bringing us gifts, maybe yeah. it's you, listeners. All that we're asking for in this song really is a review and a five-star rating. Merry Tunesmas, everyone. Merry Tunesmas. God bless. 
On the first day of tunes, Miss My True Love gave to me a review and a five-star rating. On the second day of tunes, Miss My True Love gave to me two biker mice and a review and a five-star rating. All right, Travis, we've done this song twice before. Yeah, we have. I know it's been a long time since we actually did the last one. A little bit. I think, are you feeling nervous? Uh, I mean, a little jittery, but I think it's normal. All right, well, don't. Okay. On the third day of tunes, Miss My True Love gave to me three Rugrats, two Biker Mice, and a review and a five-star rating. On the fourth day of tunes, Miss My True Love gave to me four Tiny Tunes, three Rugrats, two Biker Mice, and a review and a five-star rating. On the fifth day of tunes, Miss My True Love gave to me five super friends. Four tiny tunes, three rug rides, two biker mice, and a review and a five star rating. On the sixth day of tunes, Miss My True Love gave to me six scoops of doing five super friends. Four tiny tunes, three rug rides, two biker mice, and a review and a five star rating. On the seventh day of tunes, Miss My True Love gave to me. Seven pinkies knocking. Six scoops are doing. Five super friends. Four tiny tunes. Three rug rats. Two buckle mice. And a review and a vice rating. Quick check in, how you doing? Full of joy. On the eighth day of tunes, this much true love gave to me. Eight camera steering. Seven pinkies knocking. Six scoops are doing. Five super friends. Four tiny tunes. Three rug rats. Two biker mice. And a review and a vice rating. Okay, nine is up next. Okay, I got, you. I got, that, I got my eight, shoes seven, off to help me out with numbers. Yeah, I got you. Cool. On the ninth day of tunes, Miss My True Love gave to me nine whistles driving, eight camera staring, seven pinkies knocking, six scoops of doing, five super friends, four tiny tunes, three rug rats, two biker mice, and a review and a five star rating. On the tenth day of tunes, Miss My True Love gave to me ten Voltron Lions, nine whistles driving, eight camera staring, seven pinkies knocking, six scoops of doing, five super friends, four tiny tunes, three rug rats, two biker mice, and a review. On the eleventh day of tunes, Miss My True Love gave to me eleven stone protectors, ten Voltron lions, nine whistles driving, eight Care Bear staring, seven pinkies knocking, six scoops are doing, five super friends, four tiny tunes, three rug rats, two biker mice, and a review and a five star rating. Personal performance reviews on how we're doing in the song so far, Travis. I give you a really big smiley face. What about me? You one to ten, I give you a hundred, baby. On the twelfth day of tunes, Miss My True Love gave to me twelve little ponies, eleven stone protectors, ten Voltron lions, nine Pluto's driving, eight Caper staring, seven Pinkies off, six scoops of doing, five super friends, four tiny tunes, three rug rats, two biker mice, and a review and a five star <laughs> Coming in at number one with a bullet, it's uh-huh. the 12 Days of Tunesmas here on KDPTC, a Tunesmas celebration uh-huh. to end all. All we're asking, look, all we're asking for is a review yeah. and a five-star five star rating. rating. Yeah. Okay? Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, not bad. Brad, yeah. not bad. Hey. <laughs> okay. We've established the tone of 
the season. It's a season. It's a season for levity because yes. tunes are about fun, right? They are. They yeah. are. Yeah. But they're also about deep spiritual beliefs. They are. Yeah. We, yeah. We, yeah. We made it so. Because because yes. Tunesmiths is in celebrating Tunesmiths. We do. We kind of have a Bible. Yes. It's a Bible that we watch. Yeah. We're watching it. <laughs> we're watching it in installments uh, mm-hmm. every year or so. Yeah. A particular tune that features one of the twin messiahs of our show. Right? Yeah, no, he, yeah. Because yeah. he's, yeah, there, he is. There are two messiahs uh, that come from a fantasy land called Eternia. That is the Jerusalem for their. This is, their this world. is correct. Right. That's the, uh, the fatherland. Yes. Yes. That's where they come from. That's uh-huh. from which all tunes, uh, Reside. spring. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. One of these messiahs will not be featured in today's podcast, but she will be sorely missed. Her name is Adora. You may know her as Shira. She is the princess of power. She lords over all power. That is her her territory is power. She's absent this year, but the guy that we have left, I think, is going to do just fine without her. Well, hey, I'm I'm Adam. I'm Adam, and my secret, not so secret, identity is. Hey, man, and the masters of the universe. Been waiting so long to hear that. I know. You're getting one. Yeah. Because Papa's got auditions. Uh-huh. Okay, so I got to <laughs> save it a little bit. We'll see. I don't know. Maybe maybe the spirit will strike me. I'll just oh, start tap man. dancing on the stage and Dude, that, speaking in tongues. That'd be perfect. Well, it would. Yeah, it would. Hoping it won't. Uh-huh. <laughs> I need to save it. He-Man. He-Man. Prince Adam. The other Messiah. And, you know, the favored Messiah. Because uh, yeah, we're, we're very patriarchal here on this show. Like, we do a, a favor men over women in most situations. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't learn about Adora and She-Ra until after He-Man had hit the scene. Yes. And then we find out there's all this mythology, not only behind He-Man, but her, that they were twins born at the same time, like many twins are. Uh-huh. And she was kidnapped <laughs> and whisked away to the land of Etheria and was... Here, to make yeah. a Christian comparison... <laughs> yes, do it. <laughs> this is the equivalent of, let's say, in Christianity, that Jesus had a sister... Jasia, okay, who was stolen by the devil and taken to hell and raised as a lieutenant in hell's army, yeah. like Spawn. Oh, and all this is on a New Testament. Yes, okay, yeah, I yeah. Gotcha. yeah. And then has to be woken up from a trance to realize that she is actually the other Messiah, <laughs> Jesus's sister, and they work together to defeat the devil. That would be the equivalent of what happens yeah. in this this mythology, because yeah. that's basically she was taken by the enemy forces and whisked away to be a lieutenant to be of a, hell. a bad. A bad babe. One of those baddies you hear about. One of those thick baddies everyone's talking about all the time. That's what's her deal. But that left Prince Adam to be the only active messiah yeah. of Eternia. This fantasy land that also has like uh, microscopes and, and teles- like a Hubble telescope, uh-huh. I think. A lot of metal. Yeah, lots of metal. Lots <laughs> of like of industrial background that yeah. would have to support this sci-fi fantasy world that they live in. Uh-huh. You know, fantasy is having a moment. There's a Lord of the Rings show out right now. <laughs> they, they are having a They're moment. They're having yeah, a moment. You, you fantasiers are really having a moment out there. Uh, the Game of Thrones, they have a new show. Uh-huh. So people like to go on wikis and find out about all this lore that's going on. What is it like the book? What is this thing that they're referring to? And there's a new Willow series. 
Oh, following up the movie yep. Willow. Yeah, not yet, right? Uh, no, I think it's released. It's okay. on Disney Plus. I haven't checked it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm glad it exists. I don't know if I'll watch me, it. Me too. I am glad. Yeah. I always, but always I'm, I'm liked happy. Willow. Yeah, yeah. Always yeah. Liked Willow. But if you like lore and you like unnecessarily complicated worlds, you will love He Man. <laughs> Yeah. Our Messiah uh, and guaranteed. Savior yeah. in Tuzmicism. Because uh, it is just a, a world chock full of swords and magic that hints at depth, but actually is just people making shit up because they have a script to get out. Uh-huh. And then also laser guns. And it, yeah, it is a mi- medieval future. Yeah. I don't understand how it works. And I don't have to. <laughs> I don't have to understand how my Messiah works. He works in mysterious ways, uh-huh. the key man. Yep. I just let him do the work. He is the son of King Randor. Who figures into our episode that we yeah. watched today? He does. It just randomly pops up at a. He, he's there for God. No, I don't understand the makeup of the world of Eternia. Uh-huh. And again, I don't have to. I do have questions, though. And it's okay to question your faith. It is yeah, okay. You can. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? My He Man is big enough to handle those questions. Mm. Mm. The son, the son of King Randor, who is the king of Eternia, I assume native to Eternia, uh-huh. uh, land of a thousand fucking gimmicks. It's like every <laughs> again, every, volcanoes and meteors and spaceships yeah. and skeleton men uh-huh. and snakes all are available to you here. And then also his mother is an Earthborn astronaut who worked for NASA yeah, <laughs> and then somehow traveled to Eternia as though it was a planet. Right. Like just another planet in a, in a nearby galaxy, I guess. Uh, but she, all, she is not only an astronaut, but she is a Russian immigrant to America who becomes an astronaut for NASA, which I think in today's climate, it'd be a no fly zone. I don't think we would allow. Yeah. No. I, I just, you know, what's that thing where it's like every 10 years or less, we circle to a different relationship with Russia. Yeah. So movies that were that were set during the Cold War felt out of place in the 90s because we're like, oh, we're good friends with them, though. And now we're back to, yeah, they're the enemy. We can just make them the enemy. It's easy. Yeah. Just they're the, So I just I don't mean to cast aspersions on He-Man's mom, uh-huh. but she is someone who I think infiltrated NASA and was intending to somehow through space <laughs> space travel was going to tamper with the elections probably right, yeah. that's what she was going to do ended up on Eternia had He-Man and also She-Ra uh-huh. or Adam yep. and Adora the twins yes the twins Adam as the designated and only so- the sole surviving uh-huh. at that point savior <laughs> of Eternia was granted the mysterious power of Castle Grayskull oh. which is an evil looking castle that actually is good yep. we have one here we in the studio yep. we asked for it in our 12 days of tunes the very first back year we did it 1971 yes when we, when we started, started this podcast when we started up back you got it's a vintage recording uh-huh. of that one uh we asked for that we manifested it it arrived yep so we're kind of hoping that this year a review and a five-star rating may show I up mean, on our doorstep yeah we have it here uh but it is the source of great power that will never be explained Never has to be. Uh-huh. It just causes magic to happen. That magic turns Prince Adam into He-Man, who looks exactly like Prince Adam in every way. It's just a change of clothes. The muscles don't get bigger. No. Um, yeah, it's just a, the clothes off with, with the uh, with the Celtic yeah. <laughs> cross. Yes, yeah. There's something that looks like an iron cross on his chest. It's I don't I don't I know they don't want to do that because Lou yeah. Scheimer, yeah. the heads of the of filmation, the company that made he-man rest in peace, rest in peace yes. the one of the patron saints of uh-huh. tunes mysticism yeah, for sure yeah. he's like an apostle apostle yeah yeah, yeah he's up that. there which one uh Saint jerry 
What? Which one did you say? <laughs> I said St. John. St. Lou. Yeah, St. Lou, of course. St. Shimer. Um, he was he was a Jewish man, so he would not approve of an iron cross on his He-Man. I assure you of this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a Celtic cross. Yeah. I'll just say that's what it is. <laughs> but, yeah, he goes from being a, a very muscly man with a blonde page boy haircut yeah. to being the same muscly man with the same haircut uh-huh. and just, like, showing— it, it, it has, like, a little more volume, just just a, like a small— you know what? Small dash. I'm not perceptive enough to have okay. even noticed that. So I, I, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just talking. You, shit. You, no, you're just more devout than me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You, you've noticed things about our savior that I just, uh-huh. I'm not at that level yet. Yeah. <laughs> he goes from being fully clothed with a deep V though, oh, to being yeah. 90% not clothed. And he's showing off all that sweet meat. Dude. Yeah. The only thing, the only other thing no, that changes. No, no, no leg days. <laughs> no no leg mean, days over look, there. His legs are toned. No, they are. But they are not equivalent to the upper body mass he's very top heavy very yeah but it's good for you know whipping bad guys around which is all he does (laughs) a lot of rope play a lot of rope play man is a crackerjack rope user (laughs) a lariatist to the max oh yeah yeah surprisingly so comes to the rescue in multiple episodes we've watched including today's episode Uh with ropes yeah i think he secretly wishes he was just a rope guy yeah right can i just be a rope guy please (laughs) The only thing that changes, really, aside from the clothing between the two forms, is his voice. Here I am, Skeletor. It takes more than toys and echoes to defeat the power of Grayskull. But the Prince Adam, one of my favorite voice performances in the world, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, I, like I am Adam. I was given the Castle Grayskull powers, and you can too. <laughs> Find out tonight on He-Man and the Powers of Self-Actualization. Let's go, Cringer. We're needed. When someone asks you to keep secrets from the people you trust, well, there's usually something wrong. That's the only thing that changes between the two, and it's a Superman Clark Kent scenario. Right. And he's not even putting on glasses. Yeah. He's the same person physically either way, <laughs> and everyone doesn't recognize that it's the same person. And there is no reason given for him needing a secret identity yeah. other than kids love secrets. Uh. We all want to hide something from our parents, you know? Don't we? Yeah, dude. I'm with you 100%. Mary Tunesmith. Mary Tunesmith. And so the idea of the secret identity, I think, is the appeal. Uh huh. But alluring. usually, like if you're Superman, you're Batman, you keep your identity secret so that other people around you aren't put in harm's way. Like if you're Spider Man, yeah. you don't want Aunt May, the Green Goblin, to go after Aunt May because you know they know that that's a weak point. Yeah. But He Man's parents are the royalty. The snipers are already lined up uh-huh. for them. Yeah, and yeah, all yeah. of his friends are like the head of security, his daughter, a wizard, like everybody who's going to be like, they're all either can defend themselves or they're already at risk. Uh-huh. So there's yep. just no need for him to hide his identity. But that's what they want to do. <laughs> they want to do it. They want to do it. And we do enjoy a good He-Man transformation oh, by man. the power of Grayskull. Reuse that animation, filmation. Just, You're buying yourself just, three minutes. Just recycling, buddy. Got to save a buck. Uh-huh. Got to put out those Toonsmith bonuses. <laughs> now, He-Man is our, our deity of choice, our savior of choice. Yes. Uh, he, he was put on this earth. He was here for a brief time. He's returned a number of times since then uh, in various forms. He uh-huh. keeps coming back to us. Yes. You know, uh, recently on Netflix, he came back to us <laughs> in the form of cartoons, of course. But he also is a, a pretty major deity in the pantheon of toys. The He-Man and the Masters of the Universe toys are amongst the most beloved, most wildly obsessed over Uh toys ever. There are people who, that's their life. Uh So with that in mind, going into an episode of He-Man that is largely based 
around toys. Mm-hmm. If there's a theme to the episode, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say toys. Uh, it's toys. Toys. Yeah. Toys yeah. is yeah, the theme. Toys. Yeah. And that Toonsmith is, of course, a time when good boys and girls all over the world are delivered toys. Mm-hmm. Why not check up on what was going on the year that this episode came out uh-huh. with toys. In yep. regards, re-toys. <laughs> and so that brings us to our next segment. Toys. Days past, tune cast blast from the days past. Days past, tune cast blast from the days past. Days past, tune cast blast from the days past. Days past, from the days past. Days past, tune cast blast from the days past. The days have passed. Uh-huh. We're blasting back to them. It's a blast from them. The episode we watched came out in 1985, this episode of He-Man. And so that's the year that we're interested in looking at, taking, taking a microscope and just plopping it right there uh-huh. on 1985. <laughs> Seeing what those 85 yeah. toys had to offer. Um, so listen, uh, Will, um, <laughs> adults can be depressed at their at their work, at their home office, okay? Why can't kids? In 1985, Barbie also had a home office, um, a home office set up to where Barbie could work from home. So she was she was doing the pandemic life yeah, in 1985. Uh-huh. Barbie, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. This was this was the uh, the first initial setup for that. Wow, um, yeah, wow. You sent me a commercial here uh-huh. uh, that I want to play very badly now because I did not recognize. I tried to not look at these. I wanted to be surprised, and I will say I am. Shit. So okay. yeah, that happened. I want to go back to the. Uh, there's a freeze frame at the end of the commercial of like what's included with it. Uh-huh. Okay, so it's essentially like what? What do you call those <laughs> dividing walls that you can use? Like if you're if you're a woman in the 20s and you're going to change like behind a wall that's in your room so the man can't see you, but you're trying to entice uh-huh. him. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. It's, yeah. It, Just a little partition. There you go. Yeah, it's like a partition wall, uh-huh. and on one side it's her her bedroom, her one room <laughs> apartment, <laughs> and on the other side it is her office. So I assume that she lives in an efficiency barbie oh, yeah, yeah she's yeah, probably yeah. just moved to new york she graduated with a journalism degree she's uh-huh. trying to write some articles for gawker or something yeah and then whatever's still around and or jezebel maybe i don't know <laughs> and so she's like okay i'm gonna put a partition up so that my one room apartment becomes a two room or a one and a half or a half and half uh-huh one room apartment with a bedroom and then the other side is a huge computer uh-huh. Just the size of a of an actual room. If you're old enough to have gone to quote unquote computer lab, uh-huh. that's the kind of computer that she's using. It's the kind where it's like the keyboard and the monitor are all just one piece. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> she's on the phone. She's leaning back, putting it, it, her legs it, it up. It is a landline. This is definitely a landline phone. I, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You- <laughs> Cell phones hadn't even been dreamt of yet. When you're talking about being sad at work uh-huh. uh, or depressed at work, she is in this commercial fully dressed uh-huh, in a pink yeah. pantsuit yep. with a hat on. She's She gets up, puts on her office best, walks around the partition in her apartment, yep. and then takes her hat off like, oh, got to the office on time. Uh-huh. Better start making those phone yep. calls. Time to add some numbers. Wow. Two plus two equals four. Well, she's... Look, sisters are doing it for themselves, uh-huh. is what I've heard. And so I do support Barbie. I just hope that she's... 
she's been okay through the pandemic, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. It's yeah. taken a toll on all of us. And if she's having to zoom into meetings, I don't see how that computer is going to, uh-huh. <laughs> it's sending her like text descriptions of what people are saying. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Home office. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. <laughs> Kids can be depressed too. Um, uh, Will, also yeah. in 1985. Yes, Travis. Uh- <laughs> oh, hold on, Travis. I have a, I have a thing to, uh, I, I, sorry, follow up. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Mary Toonsmith to you. Please oh, continue. Hey, man, thank you, bro. Mary Toonsmith to you and yours. Um, so also in 85, Will, uh, Cabbage Patch, Kusas was around. That was pretty much uh, the Cabbage Patch doll, but like a little animal. Kusa. Is that like, is that an acronym? Kusas. K- I think that's K- just the All name right. of it. Looking it up. Looking it K-O-O-S-A-S. up. K O O S A S. This is a DPTC Toonsmiths lookup yep. for the <laughs> Kus- Spell again, please. K O O S A S. That's not at all. I mean, I don't know how I could have been further from the spelling. Okay. Oh, wow. These guys are pretty cute. They also uh-huh. look yeah. like they don't want to be there because they've yeah. all got grimaces. <laughs> These look like if Dr. Moreau uh-huh. was making dog man children. Yeah. <laughs> is a weird look because they really just look like Cabbage Patch Kids but then they have like dog ears and noses uh-huh kind of like a pound a, a pound puppy and a oh man shout out to pound puppies pound man. puppies that's on the spreadsheet right gotta be man please I, I, it'll be a hard one for me because these dogs are in the pound and they're trying to escape uh-huh so I'm gonna I may tear up yeah, it's gonna be an stream. emotional thing for me but hey buddy Hello, I want to escape the pound. Please, don't you want to take me under the pound? Take me home with you. I would so appreciate it. <laughs> oh, buddy. 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 Kusa cheers you up on a gloomy day and does such funny things because Kusa's like to play. Uh, yeah, these are, these are cute, but I also feel like they shouldn't exist. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm not going to wipe like, them out. Like, like morally? Yeah, like this is a crime against He-Man to uh, uh-huh. <laughs> the Lord above to to have created these. Uh-huh. It also feels like, look, you already made babies. Yeah. Now you're making baby cute animal hybrids. Like once you there is an uncanny valley of cute. Right. And I feel like these are getting into it where it's like you've gone out of cuteness and into unsettling me. Uh-huh. Yeah. I do think they're cute. I would accept one. If it showed up in my stocking, I would I would yeah. not like put it out right. and return it to the pound or the lab from which it sprung. I'll tell you what, man. Listen, the, the Cabbage Patch dolls looked a little more creepier to me than these Kooses. I think the Kooses is a little mm-hmm. uh, little, little easier on the eyes for, for just on this side of I'd things. have to do like a, a side-by-side <laughs> comparison to really, and also to meet them because it's yeah. not fair to judge them by just their appearance alone. Yeah, just like, by their cover. Gotta yeah. talk you're to right. them a little bit. Yeah, no, you're right. You gotta read the book. Um, Will, yeah, uh, Mary, Travis, Mary, Mary Toonsmith, sir. Um, so Travis, I, yeah, Mary Toonsmith. Hey, thank you. Well, if if I were to Travis, say shi- <laughs> to uh, you Will? and yours as well. Oh, thank you, man. You're that means a lot. Thank you. Um, if I were to say shiny annelid, what would that mean to you? Just to be clear, yeah. Which of these two things did you say, if either, shiny and a lid, or shiny annelid? The second, <laughs> shiny annelid, annelid, like A N A L. A-N-N-E-L-I-D. If I were to say it to you, what what would come to mind? I would, frankly, (laughs) I would mishear it as as shiny and a lid. And I would say, is this like a a two for one deal that you're giving me? Hey, shiny and a lid. Three bucks, kid. Will, so what I'm trying to get at is in 85, Uh the glow worm 
was around. And, and, you and, son of yeah, a gun! God, so that's like, like it's like it's a it's a what's the word I'm looking for? A, cla- a categorization, <laughs> a classification of animal or or creature, uh-huh. annelid, yeah, because yeah, yeah. like crustacean, yeah, for those monsters that live in the ocean. The the, the, the scientific name. <laughs> Is Annalid. Yeah. Man, you really plowed through Annalid. You really deliver it with a uh, lot of confidence. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um but yeah, so the glow worm was was a thing. The glow worm. That was that was out there, bro. Yeah. I definitely uh, we had some at the household for sure. Oh, I, so you guys like kept like a little like a glow worm farm. Oh yeah. 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 yeah I definitely had a stable of glow worms <laughs> um as a kid. It was like a puppy farm or whatever. Uh-huh. What do they call that when they where they're breeding the animals? A puppy mill. A terrible thing. Yeah. So you had a glow worm, your parents were working a glow worm mill. That's how you grew up. <laughs> Taking glowworms out back when they were too old and couldn't uh-huh. make any more new eggs. Yep. <laughs> Good lord! Uh, yeah, I remember glowworms. Uh, very just generally, like I I know that they were very cute. Uh-huh. They they glue. They they, <laughs> they glue. They glowed. Yep. Uh, now, I, I I forget if while you were sleeping if it was supposed to stay lit or uh, I don't know. Yeah, that seems like you're setting up your kid for like too much dependence on. Something like a light. Uh. It's one thing to have a night light. It's another thing to be like, I need a, a lit up snake uh-huh. bug that is close to <laughs> my body strange, and yeah. remains lit throughout the night. Like, uh, yeah, that's how you end up with people who have to have like five televisions on to uh-huh. go to sleep. That and, and then if the battery starts leaking acid or something, oh, and you're hugging on it, it, it could really go south. Fast. Yeah. Well, you should be recycling those batteries as Captain Planet and Planeteer has <laughs> taught us if they're getting that bad. But got to write your congressman to make sure that we all know. <laughs> Reaching deep into the bag. You said it looks like you sent me a commercial for these glowworms. I want to get eyes oh, on them. I did. I want to get eyes on them. Yeah, let's look at these annelids. Play our song, musical glowworms. Oh, they are very cute. Sweet dreams. I help you sleep tight. We're all your good night friends. We're butterflies here for the pajama party. Musical glowworm will play a tune for us to go to sleep to. Night, night, <laughs> night, night, sleep tight. There was a glow butterfly too, like, and that's the thing. It's like, so is the glow worm the the caterpillar stage of the glow fly? Yeah, no, but, I, yeah. I, I or get is, it. is there a glow pupa, <laughs> that, that pupa stage that has to go through? It's very cute. I'm gonna say th- that they play music is not a soothing sound because oh, yeah. it's just like, <laughs> you know, it's like a very chimey, loud doorbell. Sounds yeah, like a damn yeah, doorbell. it's essentially a doorbell in yeah. your ear. Maybe it's a way to wake the kid up, like if you can remote control it. Yes. From Hasbro. Uh-huh. Hasbro Preschool is taking credit for this one. <laughs> oh, man. Mary Toonsmith. Hey, Mary Toonsmith, Hasbro, yeah. uh, the home of many great toys, including Jim and the Holograms. I'm uh, uh, sorry, Jim Belushi and the Holograms. Uh-huh. G.I. Joe. Hey, so many more. Yeah. Uh, Will, last but not least. Travis. Is this little toy by Tommy or Tommy? I think it's Tommy. Oh, uh, Tommy. Let's say Tommy. Um, it was called Verbot. This was pretty much a voice-activated little robot. My ass. That's what it says. Uh, wait, the, the, wait, 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 wait. My ass? Well, no, no, no. Oh. <laughs> it, 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 it says vo- voice-activated robot. Okay. I did think you said, you were saying, you were telling me that it said I, my ass. I read it like that. Okay. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, it says voice-activated. There's no, there's no way. This is pretty much like the first generation little remote control car technology. So... I mean, you don't think that we even like our shadow government might have developed secretly uh, a robot that is voice activated in 1985 and then put it out in small amounts to the public to test its efficacy. I almost said that right. Efficacy. (laughs) I don't think so. 
Not how about this? This this wasn't the representation of that. Here's Robot, a robot you can program to perform eight different functions. Oh Robot. wow, he's lifting a dog you treat. Uh huh. Right. <laughs> he is a cute little guy. I feel like you have to be like one inch away from this guy with the little remote. Four AA two nine volt and two C batteries not included. Four AA two nine volt and two C batteries yes. all necessary. Yeah, the toy was fifty dollars, but in in batteries you're you're probably dumping a good one hundred and six dollars. The amount of batteries Easy. necessary for this toy tells me that this was secretly developed by the Radio Shack Corporation in 1985. That's where they're trying to get you. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, well, ba- batteries are still a racket. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, why are we even on batteries? Are we still on the battery system? Yeah. It's 2022. <laughs> so this little guy, um, I'm going to say again, talking about robots, he's one of the good ones because yeah. he's adorable. Yeah. And I don't think he can do much without me telling him to do it. Uh-huh. And you're crushing if he can even do that. Right. Uh, he is... My ass. I... <laughs> <laughs> I had the Radio Shack equivalent of this guy. Oh, shit. He didn't react. To, but just to, for viewers at home. Yeah. Verbot is a little like dome helmeted robot that just is on little treads. Uh-huh. And he has little hands that can manipulate simply things like lifting up a dog treat. Right. And taking it to the dog. Once you put it in their hand and, and get them to the yeah, spot. He where can't you... <laughs> bend over and pick it up. Yeah. No. You got to help him through the process. I had a, a, a like a literally Radio Shack version of this type of robot. Looked very similar, different color scheme, but had a little tray that he could hold. So you could put stuff on that and he can roll in and say, happy Mother's Day. Here is your breakfast. I, except I think you had to, you could talk through a walkie talkie yeah. through him. This guy can't talk. Uh, hell yeah. Yeah. You got to talk to him to tell him to do things. You, you have to just stand behind him and do the robot voice. So whoever's there right there thinks that the robot's talking. It to comes him with there. a full costume to uh. dress up as a robot <laughs> and instructions. If you need acting uh-huh. lessons on how to talk like a robot, it yeah. gives you that instruction. It's, it comes with a full VHS collection of acting classes. How to move like a robot. Yeah. There's a whole dance mo- yeah. element. Yeah. The movement aspect. <laughs> very important. I feel like I've got the voice. I don't have the movement. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. But we, I can speak like a robot. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> Verbot. Uh-huh. I love you, Verbot. Yeah, right. You're one of the good oh, ones. Oh, man. One of the good ones for sure. Yeah. Um, Will. Travis. That's all I got, buddy. Travis, that's more hey, than Tunes enough. Mary man. Mary Tunes was yeah. T. What a bounty of toys uh-huh. that you've brought to the table this day <laughs> for us to feast on. And what a bounty of toys we had in 1985 for Toonsmith season. A cornucopia. Truly. A true cornucopia. <laughs> on this edition of... Days past, toons cast blast from the days past. Toys on the mind. We all have them, <laughs> right? Because it's Toons Miss season. Oh, Travis, yeah. Yeah. you and I grew up toy boys. Oh man, no Biggest question about toy it. Boy. I passed it along to my son Benny, the dog. Uh-huh, yeah. He he is a toy boy. Man uh-huh. cannot run outside without something in his mouth. And my son is a toy boy in training. Are, what kind of toys does he currently uh, indulge in? Where oh, is man, he loves his little dinosaurs. I bought him like a uh, little 20-pack of little miniature dinosaur mm-hmm, dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. He likes to throw those around and just hide them weird places. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, for, for well, for Christmas, which is like the smaller holiday that's not Toonsmas. Okay, that's, uh, that's what his, his mom celebrates that. Yeah, his and mom celebrates just, Christmas. Okay. Um, I, I got him like this little basketball goal. Thing that like keeps points whenever you you put it in there. So nice. I, I don't know if he'll understand it or be able to do anything with it yet. But um, but you're banking on him I'm becoming an NBA player, NBA player, yeah, and just be a point guard um, so he can make daddy money. Hey, yeah, that's why we ha- that's why we go through the parenting process mm-hmm. to be supported, pretty much, and also to give away toys. Uh huh. 
because that's a good feeling. Yeah. This episode of He-Man that we watched for our celebration, our Toonsmith celebration today, (laughs) is all about toys, just as we said. And in fact, it is entitled The Toy Maker. Mm. Now, The Toy Maker is a character in this episode. And to describe the man, just to give you a a mental image of who we're going to be dealing with, he's a stout dude in overalls and a medieval shirt. Four pockets. Four pockets on the, yeah, he has four big pockets on his overalls. I love how focused on the pockets you are. <laughs> He's pocketed up, man. He it's, is pocketed it's up. It's alarming, yeah. It tells me stuff about his character because, uh-huh. of course, he's, he has toys. Yeah. That's going to be part of this. Yeah. But it tells me that he works with his hands. <laughs> it does. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. he needs little things to work with. So he reaches into, like, he has a front pocket, like a yeah. built-in fanny pack pocket uh-huh. that's just built into his overalls. And then this medieval shirt from a costume shop. Yeah, see, listen, and you're you're fixated on the on the medieval. I am uh, fixated cuffs, on it. The cuffs, yes, because the cuffs on it are scalloped. So there's just little like parts of it that are just like yeah. little triangles that are cut out of the. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, so it's this weird mixture of medieval costumery and like I gotta work in the fields today. Uh-huh. Blue collar meets high collar. Oh, the high collars yeah. of a medieval castlery. Yes, <laughs> I think I also focus on it because. I somewhere in the house still have a medieval shirt that I cut for a Jim Morrison costume that I had like in my 20s. Oh, shit. And uh, <clears throat> did not return it to the costume shop. Oh, and you went to actually like a nice, like yeah, a rental I went one? to a real costume shop. There was one in the town or like on the outskirts of town. That Hell tells you how yeah. good it was. Hell yeah. It was illegal to have it uh. in town. <laughs> it was a costume dry county. <laughs> <laughs> it was in a Bible belt, huh? That's right. That's right. Nice. And uh, yeah, I, I I checked it out for that, and it's like a, it's like a a piratish shirt, yeah, yeah. you know, like yeah. it's ruffled. It is if you've seen Seinfeld, Travis says not. Everyone make fun. <laughs> uh, I've seen half an episode. Continue. Was it the one about the puffy shirt? No. Then fun <laughs> shall <off>. be made. <laughs> it looks like the puffy shirt from that kind of. Okay. Um, I made it look good. I mean, I worked it like you do every cloth item. That's damn straight. Sexy pass. Yeah, don't put me in leather. I can't yeah. pull it off, but cloth, I'm great. Well, that's what I, so maybe that's why I'm focused on it. Cause I'm like, did he check this out from the costume shop? Because he also has a purple hood that turns into a cape. Yeah. Goes all the way down to his feet. That is covered in jester bells. Yes. Like if you know, the jester has like the thing on top of the yeah, head yeah, and it yeah. ends in a little bell. Yep. So you can hear him coming. You're like, oh shit, here comes the jester again. <laughs> the toy maker has those all over. Yep. So I, I, they missed out on the sound design of that. Uh, you're right. Yeah. Every yeah, time he you, jumps you don't around, hear a damn peep. Yeah. Like if he raised his arm, you hear like a jangle. Jingle, yeah. jingle, yeah. jangle. Yeah, the shooters had like a little sock in, you know, in the in the booth that Yeah, that there's full jiggle. of like little bells that yeah. they can just shingle shangle. Mm-hmm. Shingle yeah. shangle. It's very it's very Toonsmith themed. Lots it, of bells and no, Toonsmith. It is. And to tie it all together, important detail. <laughs> heavy eye makeup. Oh yeah. So heavy that it is a unibrow of eye makeup. Yeah. Like both eyes are connected by just what looks like uh, an airbrushed, like if you just sprayed with one of those sprayers of airbrushing uh-huh. across your eyes with black, that's what he's got. Uh, like the way that uh, the, in the I, I, have you seen the new Batman movie? I have. The one with Robert Pattinson? Yes. Okay. Yep. The way that his eyes <laughs> yeah. were done, uh-huh. that's that's what where this guy got his inspiration <laughs> was the Robert Pattinson Batman. Strong, strong eye makeup. Oh, yeah. Like he went to a tutorial for that. This is what we're working with. This is what he brings to the table. Besides toys, he <laughs> yeah, brings yeah. this this look, which is unique. Oh, yeah. And it is a choice, a bold choice. <laughs> And the toy maker is basically turning this into like an impromptu Eternian shark tank. Uh-huh. 
right? Because <laughs> yeah, you're right. He has shown up at Skeletor's headquarters, yep. Snake Mountain. He has snuck in past the security team that I, I you know, Skeletor's. Not anyone's favorite boss, uh-huh. kind of bossy, doesn't seem to appreciate, doesn't give out bonuses, really all about Skeletor. Yeah, yeah. His security detail, I assume, is just kind of like waving Tillmaker through, just like, yeah, you know what, who cares? Uh-huh. You look evil, you can come inside. <laughs> he is here at Snake Mountain. Skeletor is very upset that he's there. Who yeah. are you? Why yeah. are you here? Whoever you are, get out. You are not wanted on my mountain. Toymaker's here to pitch himself as the new addition to Skeletor's operation, his operation of evil. Uh huh. Their main export, villainy. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> that's all he were operates. So that's what Toymaker's trying to get in on, and his unique set of skills. Yeah. He has a unique set of skills. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and they are toys. Yep. His skill, toys. Uh-huh. He literally brings three small toys. I'll say literally again. I know I'm using a lot, yeah, yeah, but yeah. truly, no, this is this is when to use it. What yeah. does he bring to the table? Literally brings toys to the table. <laughs> literally, literally holds out his hand. Three toys appear in his palm. Uh-huh. I love these little guys. I wish I owned them. I think they're adorable to the to the point of tears. Yeah, they are. One of them is a toy soldier with a tiny trumpet. Yep, he is very proud of his trumpeting. <laughs> And just to be alive. And it's like the babes in Toyland soldier. You know, yeah, yeah, about? Yeah. That's, that's that's important to the yes. description. Yeah, it looks like, yes, you're right. Because a toy soldier could mean like an army man. Yeah. And no, that ain't it. <laughs> no, this is a toy soldier like uh, the Nutcracker yes, type yes, dude. Yep. Yeah, the, the one who guards the queen. Oh, yes. And now the king. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. He's got a little tiny trumpet. And at one point in the episode, I don't know if this really happened, but it looks like he was playing it with his butt. Yeah, which no, is, I saw it too. I yep. think they're all clowns. They're all just down to clown, these guys. And so I think he's just like, hey, anything to entertain. Because they they come to life. Yeah. Under the toy maker's magic words, they come to life. There's a tiny teddy bear, like the kind, like if you're in a hospital and you need to buy some, whoever's sick, uh-huh. something from yeah. the store downstairs. Yep. Or like an airport or whatever. It's that size of teddy bear. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, the little or mini like one. The, the flower section of a grocery store. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's Valentine's Day. <laughs> Shit. I only got two things. So I feel like I need three. Teddy bear. Boom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then finally, a very happy blue brontosaurus. And now it's time to address something, Travis. Yeah. I've made reference to the idea that brontosauruses, brontosauri, uh-huh. however you yeah. prefer, may not have existed. Exactly. Yes. And it's exactly. not, this is not a conspiracy theory on my part. This is me half remembering something I heard about dinosaurs. Yeah. The news was broken to me, I think, in, in fifth grade. Yeah. Fifth or sixth grade. Yeah. Oh, wait, you learned that they were non existent then? I think so. I, I, Okay, you might have. <laughs> if you were at the secret school, I feel like it's a recent development. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I think you're applying it further back. But maybe you did. I don't know. Maybe you maybe you did your own research <laughs> not, and you though. came up with this. But maybe here's not, what I have found okay. is that brontosauruses are kind of the Pluto, the planet Pluto yes. of dinosaurs. Yeah. In that originally it was a dinosaur uh-huh. now they're saying oh well maybe these are just it's the head of one dinosaur and then the that's i don't neck know, I, and body of another one i don't think that's it Yo, we, okay. I, I thought that was it i okay. thought they put bones together wrong yeah i don't know that that's it i think what they're saying is the brontosaurus may just be a size of apatosaurus which is a different dinosaur yeah, that's it, very it was, similar it was the one with the the bump and it's got the bump in the yeah head. yeah like you conked a brontosaurus uh-huh. you domed him with a club or something uh, so they're saying that that might just be the same species. I can't keep up. I can't either. No. I mean, and we're, and we're, I, we're getting, listen, we're getting older. 
We we've talked about this before. It's we've talked about our age a lot. We have. As, as the, as we the have. show no, has gone have. on. We have. Yeah, <laughs> it's a young man's game. Well, what you've said it. Most of the world is young man's game. Yes, to me at this yeah. point. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like kids, their brains are gonna like snap like a rubber band. You keep changing around dinosaurs this much. I just wanted to address it because I looked at them. I thought, ah, oh, brontosaurus, more like a fakeosaurus. And then I was like, wait, what do I know about this? Yeah, let me check myself. I don't want to wreck myself. Let me check myself. So I looked it up, and yep. then I half remembered information to give to you, which is that I think. There are those that claim, no, the brontosaurus does exist and should be separate. Yeah. So the same people that are saying, no, Pluto should be a planet, probably are big brontosaurus pushers, too. Nice. Yeah. Oh, so people people are still rallying behind the brontosaurus from what you, from there, what you discovered. There are some. And I don't know what their credentials are. They uh-huh. may just be brontosaurus fans, yeah. for all I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. People who watch The they, Land Before they, Time a thousand times. Right. Yeah. They just don't like the change, right? They don't like the... Who does? Yeah. You're right. Yeah. No, you're right. That's not my favorite thing about anything. Uh-huh. Change. Constant yeah. change. Yeah. Yeah. No, thanks. <laughs> I want a status quo with my dinos. Thank you. <laughs> so, three toys the toy maker brings to the table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, sorry. We've been talking about this yeah. for a long time. Sorry. Look, if this uh-huh. is important to us, and yeah, if it's not no, important it to you, then you haven't listened yeah, to enough I th- episodes I think, yet. I think DPTC, I, th- I think we've touched on this a, a couple times. Dinosaur past... <laughs> the brontosaurus i think we've talked about this we have and yeah. i'm trying to I, and i that's why uh, i had to bring this information up yeah because we've talked about it since dino saucers yeah. it's been in the air so we had to ch- i had to address it because i didn't dino riders. Just, it might have been dino riders. i yeah. think dino, dino saucers we were just so starved for material <laughs> that we ended up talking about that. <laughs> three toys the toy maker brings to the table the toy soldier with the trumpet the tiny teddy bear and a happy blue We'll still say brontosaurus. Okay. It was a brontosaurus at the time. Yep. Right? They hadn't discovered this yet. Unless Travis is right and he learned it when yeah, he was I three think years made old. That up. I think it was just trying to get some attention. All Toy Master wants, he says, and this is really interesting yeah. that he phrased it this way. Now all I seek is a master and a place where I can create undisturbed. A master and somewhere to create undisturbed. These are interesting specifics. <laughs> He looks middle-aged to me. Uh-huh, he's, yep. he's a little hefty. He's, he's stout, like I said. Yeah, he's definitely 40s or 50s. That phrase, at least the last part of it, I'm getting strong garage dad vibes from oh, this guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The dad who's the tinkerer. He's out in the garage. If he's not messing with the car, he's doing woodwork. He's doing some kind of metal he, chopping. He's got a pegboard full of tools. You're goddamn right. right he at does. least one wall. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. He's out there. He's got up all kinds of signs about like fishing and uh-huh. shit. Just like uh, I had one in my garage that was from my dad that said like b- bombs go here or something. Nice. That I think was just Hell for yeah. fun. But stuff that's yeah. like, you know, uh, puns on, you know, don't borrow my tool unless you want to sit on a stool because I broke your legs or some, you know. (laughs) I don't, I wish I could come up with real ones. I don't Uh have them, but I know they exist, so I'm having to generate them now. Yeah, I like it. Uh, Shit like that. Hands off my tools. Yeah. From my cold, dead hands. And I mean tools in parentheses. He's that kind of guy. He seems like that kind of guy because here's what I'm, what I'm reading from this. Okay. Okay. He wants a master and somewhere to create undisturbed, please. So, I think he was recently laid off from a job he had for a long time, uh-huh. like before he was ready to retire. Yeah. And he can't find peace at home. He's got kids. He's got uh, some partner 
and they will not leave him alone. They keep coming into the office. Maybe it's that he is now a home dad, uh-huh. and so he's with the kids, and they come in all day, and he's yeah. like, God, I just want to make these toys uh, all day. Undistur- I want to be undisturbed. Do not disturb the toy making. Yep. And he's tired of this, so he's saying, hey, you know what? I'm going to put myself out there. Uh-huh. I'm going to chase my dream of making toys, and I know the best guy to go to. Yeah, oh yeah, the only. Is Skeletor. The king of Snake Mountain. Uh-huh. <laughs> the leader of the evil dudes. Yeah. Because he's just probably going to have the most need for my toys, too. So he's like someone who's like, look, I want someone to tell me what to do. So then I have something to create a pur- under. A purpose. A purpose. Yep. I want a boss. I'm used to this. That's my status quo. Let's go. Yeah. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can yeah, do. For sure, yeah. That, boss that, doesn't quit. I mean, Skeletor doesn't Skeletor doesn't quit. Does not he does, quit. Not, no, he he does is, not no quit. He's blowing hot fire from second one of this cartoon. Yeah. He is always at 11, uh. whether you want him there or not. <laughs> but I think with his voice and with his like seemingly put together costume, yeah. like I think he usually wears the overalls uh-huh. in, the, in the shop and then yeah. he just added the medieval oh, shirt. The cloaks. Yeah. Yeah. All that's a recent thing that he tried out and he's like, honey, what do you think of this? Uh-huh. And it's just like, I don't know, hon. I got to get to work. <laughs> so he's there. He's putting it all on the line. Yeah. Skeletor gives a ruling, which is a test. Yep. <laughs> so not a ruling. He gives him a challenge. Bring me man at arms, who is the head of security, guard, whatever, of the royal family of Eternia. Bring him because he has knowledge of the security surrounding the castle. Yep. Skeletor wants to rule Eternia. Uh So if I just had that sweet knowledge, (laughs) I'd know what to do. Give me some some blueprints. Uh Give me some shifts. Who's working the night shift? So I know. (laughs) The plan Take this is so complicated. Yeah. Like, instead of being like, go find out and you figure it out. Hey, I'm a manager. I'm going to delegate to you. Here's the end result I want. Bring me the plans or whatever <laughs> about security. Instead, he says, what I want you to do is take these toys to Orko, yep. the little wizard man uh-huh. who is no one really likes that much. Flatter him, get him to take your toys and kind of Trojan horse them into the Eternian <laughs> yes, palace yes, yep. to then use them to capture man at arms, an older man who is a soldier, who uh-huh. is a smart man and in charge of security, <laughs> and then bring him back. And then I will question him and get the and answers. Then we'll, then we'll go from there. And we'll go from there. You know what? That's enough. Let's go from there. So that's that's the plan. That's what we're going to be dealing oh, with. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I, I, anytime the, the Trojan horse method is used, it's going to it's gonna be a long night. It's getting complicated. It's yeah. If that's your night. first reach. Like, you didn't even try to simplify that. Uh-huh. And so we cut to Man at Arms himself. Yep. Who gives off Garage Dad vibes. Because uh, he he's tinkering with the machine. Uh-huh. It is called a hover melter. <laughs> it is a robotic kind of flying machine that melts away rock. And leaves only the precious minerals. It can melt away rock, leaving behind pure, valuable minerals. He's also, beyond a garage dad, <laughs> bit of a zaddy. Explain. Uh, I point to Exhibit A, a picture of Man-at-Arms, uh-huh. and his ripped bod. Oh, yeah. His strong mustache. He will show up. He will take charge. He's wearing a helmet that looks like a dildo, Travis. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay? All of this means zaddy. All of this. He has a daughter. He's a single father. Uh Uh-huh. Okay? He is the zaddy you want. This is zaddy. He's zaddy material up and down. Yeah, he is. Because He-Man, He-Man is a himbo. Let's face it. He's not not like a bright guy. It's not like he usually gets by on his smarts. That's not a thing he's known for. Man at Arms 
has a ki- a grown kid. Yeah. This is a guy that you like you see walk into a bar and you're like that man has a history. Oh yeah. That man has confidence that is won only through surviving a divorce, providing for himself, childcare. He he is in the lab late at night, late one <laughs> night, every night working at something. He's got something going on. He's only missing an eye patch. You know, that's all. Yeah, thing he's yeah, missing. that would tell. Yeah, he yeah. he would look so good with an eye patch. <laughs> he, would. he would look so good with an eye patch. Uh huh. Yeah, that's all yeah. he's missing, buddy. Yeah, man in arms, zaddy, zaddy, zaddy to the max, <laughs> max zaddy. <laughs> <laughs> he is working on this hover melter machine for the minerals. All about the minerals. This yeah, guy. Yep. He's putting the final touches on it with Tila, his daughter, uh-huh. and tow, as well as Orko, the little floating wizard man. Yep. Okay. <laughs> little floating trouble man. Yes. When who should arrive, but... Hi, I'm Prince Adam. That's me. I'm here now. Hi, everybody. I brought lunch for picnic. There's Adam, late as usual. Well, it looks like you brought lunch. Two of the people there, Man-at-Arms and Orko, uh-huh. know his identity. T-Lod does not. And so there is a... Ah, this guy again. Yeah. Because he... Keep in mind, lot. he's the prince. Like, he is the most privileged person in Eternia. It's not like he's an underdog in any way. Uh-huh. This is the boss's son showing up to the to the picnic saying, hey, I want to be on you guys' team. <laughs> and that's, like, he's supposed to be, I think I think we get, we miss that sometimes. Yeah. That he yeah. is kind of supposed to be like a, oh, yeah, sure, you're going to help us out a lot. Thanks, Adam. Jesus uh-huh. Christ. <laughs> Whatever. But, and like, they don't notice that he's just He-Man in a magenta tunic and tights. Uh-huh, right. Guys, it's jacked, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How many calories do you think he man's taking in a day to keep oh, that bot up? Shit, three hundred thousand. Is that too much? That might be a tad much, okay. but yeah, it's. Uh, but that's you know, it's on the upper side. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, maybe everything works different in Eternia. You're right. Who knows what yeah. kind of calories? Like they have magic calories that come from uh, duper fruits that yeah. make you fly. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it's so Eternia. Yeah, three hundred k might might not be an overshot. It Who might be, be not enough yeah. to keep up that massive bod <laughs> he's got going on. You'd be like, what? That's all I'm getting is three hundred thousand. That's me trying to lean down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm bulking up, we're talking millions. Oh man. It's picnic time. Everyone settles in, eats some fruit, drinks uh-huh. some. It looks like a weird, like medieval wine bottle. I'm hoping uh-huh. it's just water, but who knows? Again, it's Eternia. <laughs> yeah, who knows? It could be like they grind down these tiny people they find and turn them into wine. I don't know. <laughs> it's uh, who knows? It's a who knows every uh-huh. time with this thing. Oh yeah. They get back to the testing of the melter after a good picnic. When all of a sudden, hey, it's Screech, Skeletor's robot bird. Now, I looked it up. Dustin Diamond did not do the voice for oh, Screech. Oh, okay. And it wasn't a silver hawk that was actually It was not a silver either. hawk either. Okay, I, it good. was just uh, Two misnomers. like okay. an eagle with metal wrapped around parts yeah. of its body called <laughs> Dustin Screech. Diamond. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah he was busy shooting that porn he did. Well, I mean, he was... That, he was <laughs> He was saved by the bell. That's what I heard. <laughs> Not even worth it. I'm sorry. Never apologize Mary to me Tunes on Toonsmas. Merry Toonsmas to all. Yeah. And to all a Toons night. <laughs> so this is a, a character that I assume has shown up before. Because uh-huh. we're, we're near the very end of He-Man's run with this episode. This is late. Late period He-Man. Yeah. Like things are getting wild yeah, over is, his Filmation. Yes. Red Skies. <laughs> the Red Skies equivalent. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if he's, I assume he's appeared before. Doesn't seem like something that would get his own toy because uh-huh. he is just an eagle. Yeah. Like a metal eagle. <laughs> 
It kind of makes me think of uh, Clash of the Titans, the little metal owl uh-huh. that they yeah. had. But yeah, that yeah, guy yeah. was great. He was yeah. cute. Screech, just a pain in the ass. He's loud. <laughs> Uh, making these sounds that are blocking out the radio controls that control the melter. Kind of, you know, I wonder if, it, like, Man at Arms had made kind of like how the Verbot is supposed to, you talking to the thing and the Verbot yeah. obeys. Yeah. Like, he's supposed to talk to the melter just like the Verbot technology. <laughs> and then this screech is getting in the way, can't control the melter anymore. Uh-huh. So it's going haywire. It's melted <laughs> shit all left and right. But, in, hey, but in Eternia, screech only yeah. holds one battery. Yeah, only you only one need battery. one battery for Screech. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he doesn't run on fifteen double, <laughs> fifteen different kinds of batteries. Like, why do I need different kinds of batteries for one object? Fucking monsters, dude. God damn, Radio Shack. Fucking monsters. God, no wonder you went under. Jesus. No wonder you went under. No wonder you went under. See you down, And of course, the hero of the day steps in. His name is Orko. Oh yeah, the wizard boy. Uh huh. Steps in to <laughs> fix it with magic. And the spell doesn't quite go right, which is a is a rarity for him, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sha. Oh, sha. Sarcasm. <laughs> Read it. Read it and weep. You almost called you a bad name. <laughs> Not on Tuesdays, Travis. So instead of just causing the, the problem to stop, he accidentally magically causes earmuffs to appear on people's heads. Like cute little earmuffs. They're very yeah, cute. They're very I wear cute. the hell if you were going ice skating uh-huh, like yeah. with Charlie Brown yes. and you have whatever ladies usually have where it's like it's a little like it looks like a log of cloth that you put your hands oh, yeah. in <laughs> yeah to, to keep your hands warm yeah you would wear these earmuffs and uh-huh. you would be so on fleek baby the bell of the ball dude hell yeah yeah uh those appear on specifically man at arms's helmet that is three inches of Eternian steel <laughs> around his head he can't hear anything in the first place <laughs> I mean, this this can't do. He can't hear shit. I mean, but what one ounce of cotton on top of it is definitely gonna. You think so? <laughs> As a man who's lost a decent amount of hearing in his life, I'm gonna tell you, I don't think those earmuffs are doing much. I think the I think the helmet is protecting three him. Inches. Three inches. He has three solid inches of metal around his head in the shape of or similar to a dildo. dildo. Yes. yes, the head of a penis. That you were clarifying. Based on the head of a penis. Uh-huh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> from a story by a penis. Uh-huh, yeah, an yeah. autobiography uh, from <laughs> a, pe- a penis. Yes. So that's Orko's contribution. Well, Adam has to step in, turn into He-Man, turn his little cat buddy, Cringer, against his will. I will always point this out. This is not a consensual transformation. Oh, yeah. Turns him into Battle Cat, a giant cat that seems <laughs> to not have a mind. It's just a monster. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. As near as I can tell. <laughs> no soul. He-Man does save the day, and when he saves the day, they send Orko away. They send him to warn the palace guard to be on the lookout for Screech, uh-huh. who's still out there. They didn't they didn't apprehend the eagle yeah. or put it down. They didn't call pet, <laughs> pest control or whatever. Right. <laughs> Animal control yeah, and get it out there. Yeah. We got a metal eagle out here on I-35. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that happened recently on I-35. <laughs> Orko is put out by this because he he wants to help. He really does. He, he always does. Yeah. He's a good kid. Uh-huh, yeah. Good kid. Not talented, <laughs> but a good kid. Orko sent away, going to the castle. Gonna get married. <laughs> Run smack dab into the toy maker who sticks his nose 
so far up Orko's ass. This is like schmoozer level. Like somebody schmoozer who just alert, comes dude. to the company and immediately is like, hey, boss, I noticed that you like soccer. I'm way into soccer and you clearly know a lot more about it than me. I need to hear more about how much you love soccer. Uh-huh. The toy maker keeps saying, oh, you're the you're the most famous wizard. Of course I know who you are. You're Orko, the famous wizard weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> wizard kid. <laughs> toy maker, clearly, master manipulator. Yeah. He claims to be a wizard. That's a lie. He's a science man. Or, no. You know what? He's using magic on these toys. Yep, you're yeah. right. Yep. Okay. I keep thinking of him as an engineer because of the fact, the hard fact that he is a garage dad. But he uses magic to uh-huh. manipulate and animate these toys. Well, he says he's a wizard. I don't know if he's, he can claim that title. Yeah. But he gives the toys to Orko as a gift. Orko says that he cannot accept gifts from strangers. And I think he's been paying attention to our on today's episode segments uh-huh. on He-Man. Because it's like, I don't know that he has the sense for that. Right. But I think he's been watching He-Man episodes. Uh-huh. Yeah, and yeah. they always yeah. learn their lesson at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. So for him to even bring that. But the guy just says, well, then let me introduce myself. I'm the toy maker. Well, that's not. That's okay. Look. Uh, yeah. It's semantics. <laughs> that's how strangers are. The stranger danger is not only them kidnapping you. Yep. It is that they will find loopholes in our rules in uh-huh. society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Such yeah. as, oh, well, will I be a stranger if I say, hi, my name's the toy maker, and now you know me. Hey, you shook my hand. You're my friend. Take these <laughs> gifts. He loads the toys into a sack to hand them over to Orko. And then he whispers. He whispers in the weirdest. Well, okay, first. Yeah. Okay, first. Earlier in the episode when he animated the toys, he does this weird muttering thing that's like, usually in a cartoon, you either are going to actually whisper something yep. and just like, toys come to life right now. Or you do the, yeah. because that's how like Looney Tunes does it. <laughs> yes. They have chosen, they, they, Filmation braved a new path. Yeah, they did the worst of both. I don't, it's, it's, it's kind of creepy sounding. That's how he animated them. Well, this time... <laughs> He manages to actually whisper the rhyme that brings the toys to life. Kazam, Kazar, Kazam, Kazee. Will not your own take orders from me? Will not your own take orders from me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm making a face right uh-huh, now. Yeah. Like eyebrows, eyebrows up, up, baby. This is what they went with. This is their choice. Um, we were taking it. We were re- reviewing the episode, uh-huh. reviewing scripture. Yeah. Before we got on the podcast, and uh, it's a little Bible study. I think my comment was, as a writer, if you know that your character is going to have to rhyme a spell, yeah, and the first part of the spell is just made up words, <laughs> you get to just make them up. Yeah. Then find the best end part first. Yes. Like that because you know that has to be actual words. Yeah, or that part has to be words. Yeah. And then you can just rhyme the first part with the second part. Great. Fine. Works. Because will not your own take orders from me? One is a question. Uh. If it even makes sense. It's like, will not your own take orders from me? Mm. And then the answer is no. We're toys. We don't want to. Yeah, it's confusing. Yeah. Yeah. But this is like, you could have just made it any ending. But no, it's like they said, no, it has to be Kazam Kazar, Kazam Uh Kazee. Got to stick with that. We need that. That's what tests the best with children. When he does this. The soldier, who I, I trusted up to this point, uh-huh, a little toy right. soldier, flashes this mischievous little grin. Just, mm, yep. <laughs> that kind of face. Let me get him, boss. Toys coming to life. Travis, question for you. Yeah. Creepy or cute? Creepy. Creepy. Yeah. 
where you stand on this. And Mary, I, Mary tunes this, by the way. Mary tunes this to you. It's a very tunesmith question. Yeah, it is. It's a tunesmith question. Yeah, about to get a, real. A tunesmith quandary. Because <laughs> I think, I mean, I guess really the, the real answer is there's no one answer. What are the, oh, Puppet Master, you know, those, those oh, horror yeah. movies, like, Hell where they're yeah. animated or claymated or what, it's not motion, and that's really creepy. And then there's Child's Play, which... Took it to the next... It did. <laughs> it's it's not... I only watched those this last Halloween, and it's not often that creepy, but it's not cute either. It is more off-putting, I guess, uh-huh. so it's closer to creepy. So it's just a, it's a crapshoot. <laughs> it's a pure crapshoot. <laughs> if there is an answer, we're not going to find it today. Uh-huh. Yeah, Not yeah. on Toonsmiths. I, I ain't working on Toonsmiths. <laughs> Okay, I don't do that kind of work on Tinsmiths. But it's like, I think there's something, like, puppets generally, if they're moving on their own, creepy. Yep. They just, this is carte blanche. (laughs) (laughs) But toys, not necessarily. I'll back you on all this. Thank you. Yes. Strong support. By the way, Mary Tinsmiths. Mary Tinsmiths, strong Tinsmiths support from Travis. (laughs) And we jump forward in time to what I assume is Man at Arms' like barracks. It's like his lab, <laughs> and there's a rec room, and then I assume that's where he where, hangs out and like gives orders to where he made the joke that he was downloading the files for the day. <laughs> yes, yes, I because like that. that was good because it looks like he lives in here and like operates in here, but uh-huh. it's like a one man office that he does everything from there. The toys <laughs> are on display; they're animated; they're yep. going hog wild, like they're they're going over the top, down to clown, trying to get everyone on their side. Down to clown, they're down indeed. to clown. Yeah, Prince Adam. T-Law, Orko, Man-in-Arms, they're just eating it up. Yep. Much to everyone's enjoyment, these, these toys are just entertainers. The soldier is marching, the bear is bouncing, the brontosaurus is breakdancing, yep. which I, a small thing, breakdancing that shouldn't be breakdancing, <laughs> I will always accept this. E- even if the, the dinosaur is not real, even if it doesn't actually exist. It may even be better that it yeah. doesn't exist. <laughs> Yeah, give me some fictional dinos. I don't even care. Who gives a shit? Spielberg changed all kinds of things about dinosaurs oh, for Jurassic Park. Yeah. That one that spit the the, the poison oh, yeah, yeah. Into, into Dennis Nedry's face. Oh, man, shut yeah, up. That yep. shit never happened. I don't care. Make it real. Let's make it real. Another time jump. A little later, everyone else has left. The toys, uh, Orko left them behind for some reason. Don't know why. Man at Arms is shutting things down for the night, which, yeah, I think he's like saving his files for the uh, day, backing them up. Probably has to fill out some reports. Yes, yeah, sign, yeah, sign out for the yeah, day. Yeah, he's got to count all the, the cash in the register, make sure the tills are all equal, yep. file all the credit card receipts, you know, just make sure it's all set so he can go home <laughs> and get some shut eye. Except the toys are big now. Uh huh. Yep. Ambush. <laughs> Man at arms, he got fucking ambushed by big toys. Uh-huh. The toys yep. are as big as a man, if not bigger. <laughs> man at arms was not at arms. No. He was flat on his back. Yep. Getting kidnapped by toys. Just saying, you have a helmet like that, you gotta be ready for shit. Yeah, you he's can't armored just... up at all times. Yeah, you can't just let a dinosaur take you like that, buddy. Come on now. Yeah. A toy dinosaur? Yeah, a toy dinosaur? Yeah. Look, we've got like five of them in here in the studio yeah, right like now. A soft, a soft, cuddly teddy bear? What? I think if any of them are going to give you real trouble, it's the soldier because oh. he's got training. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. He's trained to not smile in front of the queen. He's got a bayonet. He knows how to Yeah. Use he has a trumpet. It. That thing, those are dangerous. <laughs> Be careful. Oh, yeah. The next day, Prince Adam, Orko, Tila, and for some reason, the King of Eternia, King Randor, all show up. Arriving at what is now a crime scene. Yes. Because Man at Arms is gone. Like they do the whole thing where like the table is overturned, there are uh-huh. chairs strewn yeah. about. It's yeah. like, what could have happened here? 
the biggest piece of evidence that they have, there are holes broken in the wall that are exact outlines. They point this out. This is Walt Disney shit right here. This is Looney Tunes. This is Wile E. Coyote. Uh There are holes in the wall that are exact outlines of the toys that they had been playing with, only bigger. And that's their their clue. That's a jump. I like it. Hey, man, Filmation, Uh they they steal from the best. (laughs) At this point, Orko owns up to the fact that the Toy Master is who gave him the toys. Uh, hey, guys, I, I need to talk to y'all. Um, can I just give me for a second? I had to talk to some. Is there is a problem? Is that, you know, um, I, I, was feeling really, I was just feeling unappreciated the other day, and then this guy showed up, and his name's the Toy Master, and he said, that these toys, maybe people like you, and I want to be liked, so, you know, I didn't mean it. <laughs> Bravo. King Randor knows who the toy maker is. Uh-huh. Why he is why he's there, I assume, is the, that's the plot mechanism. It's just so weird because it's like he why would he show up to the barracks? He's like, I have to see these toys be animated. He shows up, he says, The toy maker? So he's back in Eternia. He's a very dangerous man. So he's got history with this guy and got beef with this guy. Yeah. Toy maker. <laughs> So now that that colors the backstory I have for Toymaker a little bit more. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm thinking, what if Toymaker used to work for King Randor? Oh, shit. He was sent because he's saying he's back in Eternia. That's yeah. the clue we're given here. Yeah. So Toymaker worked for King Randor, was sent for some kind of away job outside of Eternia, then was laid off while he had already uprooted himself out of Eternia and moved away. That makes sense. Just Gronald, that's why he specifically goes to Skeletor. This guy is going to be my boss, and he's trying to take over. Fuck King Randor. I'm going to toy make for this guy. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Exactly. So. Makes sense. Well, here's the problem with that, is (laughs) that Toymaker returns to Sink Mountain with the toys and Man-at-Arms. So great. It's going great, right? Yep. You would think so. Test passed. Skeletor is pleased. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. So pleased that he puts Toymaker into a trance with with a blast to the face from his skull staff. And it lasts way too long. (laughs) Like, you would think that, like, a hypnotic blast either is, like, a soft thing that lulls you. It looks like music coming out of there or something. Or it's just like a, and then you're you're hypnotized. (laughs) This is just a constant beam. This is a shower on the highest water pressure of beam coming out of this ram skull into his face. It's going to give him face cancer Uh if it goes on for very long. And it compels him to reveal the magic words that control the toys. Yep. Baby. Skeletor. Now, I felt bad for Toymaker a little bit because I, I kind of am on his side as like a small businessman, or a, an engineer, uh-huh. an entrepreneur perhaps of his own. He's try, he's putting himself out there late in life. Yep. I wanted things to work out for him. Uh-huh. But at the same time, Skelly's going to skell. Oh, yeah. If one person is into Skelly. Yes. Yeah. He's, a, he's a hustler. Yeah. He's out for one man. <laughs> Number one, Skelly. Skelly yeah. is out for Skelly. You cannot trust a man whose face, flesh, has been peeled off. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is, no, this if is he's true. still operating you can, as, as a being, you cannot you cannot trust him. Uh-huh. Hey, sorry. <laughs> Sucks to be you, huh? <laughs> Too bad for you. Yeah, right? Yeah. Just All about him. Skull staff. Yeah. <laughs> when it was the 80s, so like, you know, he's kind of a Michael Douglas and uh, Wall Street type of guy oh, where he's just yeah. like, you know, like, I look out for number one. Me. This guy. And he does prove that, almost says that exact thing later in this episode. Uh Well, now we got to save Man-in-Arms. So He-Man teams up with Tila, teams up with Orko. 
And they're joined by our good buddy Ram Damn. Ram Man, yes. The littlest dumb juggernaut. Uh-huh. That's if you need to know what he is, he is juggernaut from X-Men, made small. Yep. Gonna put him at five feet. And dumb as a box of rocks. <laughs> Every sentence. Uh-huh. He has like it's like the computer is warming up to respond to what you've told him. So it's like <laughs> that's the sound of it <laughs> processing. Duh. Adam sent me to help. Hey, Ram Man, wh- uh, what street do you live on? <laughs> Maple Street. <laughs> A classic, which way did he go, George? Uh-huh. If ever I heard one. They follow the tracks that the toys left behind. Lucky them, everything is like a pliable uh, floor. Uh-huh. from there. Like everything's snow or sand or something. Yeah. They follow those tracks out into the dangerous Valley of Echoes. Oh, man. One of the big pieces of lore in Eternia. We've yes. heard it in an episode that we've covered before. Yep. The Valley of Echoes, Echoes is Echoes, a Echoes, big, Echoes. dangerous, foggy canyon that is a 24-7 vision quest. Uh. You will face... Echoes of your life, of your fears, of your 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 uh, failures, perhaps yes. even what they call echoes of the past. It's a very never ending story, <laughs> and they do have to overcome a lot. He Man is faced with a giant Skeletor face; he overcomes that. Yep. Orko is faced with some girlfriend he had from the past. Like yep. in, I don't, we've not seen that episode, so good for him for finding somebody. Hope they get, hope they can reconnect at some point. Ram Man. <laughs> Just dreams of man at arms. Yeah, it's like that's that's what I'm already doing, right? Uh, just whatever, whatever her thought he that's had. His, that's his boss, I assume. It's yeah. like that's his boss, and he's kind of a father figure to him. So uh-huh. probably just like, where did he go? I want to find him. <laughs> I want find him. I want find him. Yeah, I want find him. <laughs> but everybody gets out of it once they're through the valley. Got to face those toys. They're big. They're mean. The uh-huh. bear is a giant yep. grizzly bear. It's now. gotten bigger. Yeah, yeah, I think they've even grown a little bit. They're pretty, pretty big. Pretty big. Yeah, pretty big. <laughs> pretty big. And this is where He Man shows us again that he wants to be a rope guy. Oh yeah, wants to be a rope guy. Heavy ropes. He's all about those ropes. He he wishes everything. When everything, I don't know if there's a way to do this. You know when when all you have is a hammer. Uh huh. Everything looks like a nail. <laughs> Yeah. He wishes that everything looked like a what to have the rope work that way. There is no solution to this. Travis, I'm trapped. I'm trapped in this bit. I'm trapped in this bit. Yeah. I'm 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 trying to bust out this mind box yeah, you right can't now. Your way I out can't of that. work. I cannot make this work, Travis. It's even a Toonsmith miracle wouldn't save me. You know what might help? Yeah. The only thing that might help. Okay. Is a review and a five star rating. Yeah, that would that, would that might help up. help this, and yeah, maybe someday I will revisit that bit and and fix it. Uh huh. If I get enough reviews and and ratings. <laughs> Here's the point: He Man keeps a bunch of ropes in his underwear uh. that he because he's not wearing much, and he's ready to whip them out at any time. And this is one of those times he sets up like these tree snares. So he's so powerful. He uh-huh. pulls like over mighty pine trees. Yep. And well, then, we, well, he does a somersault in the air as yeah, he's pulling it. Cause down. he is an acrobat. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. He's yeah. kind of a gym gymnast build, like a massive gymnast build. <laughs> he pulls them down. These trees bends them down and then sets it up so that there are rope traps for two of the toys. Yep. He's not going to fight them. He's not going to punch them or throw them into the sky. Like he usually does. Right. He's just, he's an ace with a rope and uh-huh. that's what he knows to do. <laughs> And they all work together to get the bear and the soldier to funnel them into the ropes. They're caught. They're hanging upside down. Not happy about it. No. But too bad for them. They're hanging upside down. Yeah. 
they got roped by He-Man. <laughs> With his underwear ropes. Once you're roped by He-Man, you don't get unroped by He-Man. Oh, no. 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 We still got a dino on our hands. We got a brontosaurus on the loose. So Orko... <laughs> Orko does a magic FaceTime with the toy maker. Uh-huh. Like he just calls on the toy maker <laughs> and you get a floating, you know, ghost head of the toy maker yep. who I, I think is still in the trance I think from so. Skeletor. So I think yeah. that's why he gives it up so easy. Well, I mean, he, he hit him with the skull staff for about three days. So yeah, he, he's probably gonna last a little bit. He probably got a real bad sunburn. Uh-huh. From that. Yeah, <laughs> there's no there's no SPF that will protect no, you from. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, no level is good enough. <laughs> Like SPF Platinum uh-huh. would, would protect you from that magic. Orko demands the magic words to control the toys. Toymaker gives it up, uses it on the Brontosaurus. It works. The toys now answer to Orko. Good thing, too. Yep. The Skeletor has man-at-arms at Snake Mountain, and he's giving him a good gloating. Uh-huh. <laughs> he is just, like, not getting information out of this man in any way, just telling him how he's lost, how Skeletor rules. I thought you might join us on this historic occasion, the defeat of He-Man. You can wish all you want, but that day will never come, Skeletor. You're very wrong, my friend. That day is here, and so are my new toys with He-Man. Well, the toys return, and at first Skeletor thinks, great. I got my toys back, baby. Babe. Well, you don't. They free Man at Arms. He Man busts in. Holy shit! It's a Fandango. Uh huh. <laughs> Skeletor calls on Beast Man and Trapjaw, two of our favorite classic evil dudes. Oh yeah. To jump into the fray, they are just immediately crushed by the Brontosaurus. They call to Skeletor for help. Skeletor gives perhaps a character-defining moment and line. Now I'm only interested in saving myself. <laughs> I am a skeleton man that is a coward. I do not care if you die. I only want what I want. Bye-bye. <laughs> I have no shame. Uh-huh. Not at all. And he doesn't. And he disappears. Now, I know this has happened before on the show, on He-Man, but I would just like to point out Travis, maybe yeah. you noticed this. Okay. There at Snake Mountain, Skeletor's headquarters. Lots of shit in there, probably. Like lots of lots of Skeletor's stuff. He seems uh-huh. to live there. Uh-huh. You know, he has a bone throne that he sits on there. A lot of his uh, his employees at least sometimes live there. Yeah. So they have housing or something. Uh-huh. He's got he's got magic items in the back, whatever it is. Skeletor in this moment disappears in his own in his own house. headquarters. In his own house. <laughs> yeah. And just disappears. Uh-huh. And then all that ends up happening, and we have a little more to talk about, but all that ends up happening is that like He-Man and them are there to save people and to bring people to justice. <laughs> so is he just waiting in a closet somewhere in the Snake Mountain until they leave? <laughs> what, what is happening? He, he, he zaps himself three feet down the hallway yeah, into their because, bo- closet. Yes, he's just ab- either abandoning his own place or just like hiding in the attic uh-huh. and waiting and hoping that they don't stake around. And then He-Man and the others just never stick around and like utilize the fact that Snake Mountain is now theirs. Yeah, they, they, they just lock the door and put the key under the mat yeah, for him and back for him, send like, a picture. Yeah, it's like, well, we got you this time, buddy. Yeah. See you next time. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's, I guess the show's got to go on. Now, they still got to deal with Toymaker because even though he was bilked by Skeletor into, you know, giving up the magic word and everything, he still he still worked for an evil man. Yeah. He was out uh-huh. for revenge, yep. uh, according to the backstory we gave him. Toymaker at this moment says, My apologies, wizards. Skeletor has proven to be unworthy of my skills. So I will leave you now. 
you know what? He's not even good enough for my toy making skills. Uh-huh. I don't even want to work with him. Anyway, catch you guys later. Yeah. Like, I'm out of here. No, you just committed crimes, bro. Tries to escape on, he mushes all of his toys together into a giant pink dragon. Yeah. Useful. Is going to escape on it, but Orko still has control over the toys, so he causes the dragon to disappear. And therefore, Toymaker is on his back, waiting to be arrested. Authorities called. Yes. (laughs) What the hell? Okay. Because He-Man steps up. Well, Toymaker, I think you and Skeletor's friends here have an appointment with the authorities. And I will deliver you all personally. Travis. Hold up. He-Man. Yeah. (laughs) My Messiah. Who are the authorities? Yeah. Are you talking about like local PD? <laughs> are you talking about the FBI? Is there a federal? Like, is there a royal, like, I don't know, like group of knights or something? Who are the authorities if not you, He-Man? Uh, yeah. You are the authorities. There is no jailing system. There's no penal system. There's no justice system. Yeah, he, he is judge, jury, and yes. executioner. Like, yeah, it's, ro- we're it's, concerned. Yeah. it's pretty medieval out uh-huh. there. Like, you know, the, the, the prince turns into a muscle man and wields a sword at you. Yeah. So who, who are who is he taking him to? He's not taking him to the police station. Like, are you going, is man at arms going to have to fill out more paperwork because right. of this? I don't know. Maybe it is just the dungeon in the bottom of Grayskull. <laughs> Maybe so. You know what I'm Maybe so. <laughs> but all is well. I do hope that the I do hope that they confiscated the toys and used them just to be good, good uh-huh. toys because they're very cute. They're very entertaining. I enjoy them a lot. Yeah. And I hope I wish that they were on every episode of He Man. They might be in the next one. Maybe someday. Yeah. Maybe some tunes uh-huh. miss. We will find out. Yes. Of course, you will not have a proper He-Man episode unless you have an on today's episode. Yep. <laughs> the moral of the day brought to us in this case by King Randor and Orko. Yep. And I feel like we don't see these two interact a lot. No, not at all. Because King Randor is the king of uh-huh. Eternia. <laughs> And it's like, oh, you're my son's wizard friend, aren't you? Like, it would, it would be that awkward thing where it's like, you don't know all of your kids' friends. There's one that comes over occasionally, and you're having to be alone <laughs> with them while you drive them home, uh-huh, like, you know, return right. them to their parents. This is, not only do you get two hosts, <laughs> this is a twofer uh-huh. in the moral department. The first one has already been covered by Orko, which is, don't take gifts from strangers. Yep. If you don't know the person, don't accept a gift from them. We all like to give and receive presents, but if a stranger tries to give you gifts, say no thanks and tell your parents. Gifts and toys from strangers are nothing to play around with. You've learned an important lesson, Orko. The other moral, if someone asks you to keep secrets from loved ones, something is wrong. Uh-huh. Something is wrong with this. <laughs> Something's very wrong with this, Travis. And it's a real double bind for the kids at home, because now we're hearing not only are strangers dangerous, But also, non-strangers can be dangerous to us as well if they ask us to keep secrets from people we love. Real soup du jour. (laughs) It's a real soup du jour. (laughs) It's a two soups of the day Uh kind of thing. Yeah, Yeah, it's like we got tomato, basil, and broccoli. Yes. I'm really hungry right now, by the way. God damn, I'm hungry as shit. Let's get get some tunes tunes burgers after this. Yeah. So you're really not safe with strangers or with people you know. It's a cruel world out there. Luckily... We have He-Man and his apostles to guide us through it, Mm. to be there when things are tough, when we don't know what to do, when we don't know where to turn. We do know we can turn to He-Man. 
and the masters of Thank you for sleigh riding with us through a winter wonderland this Toonsmiths yeah. with He-Man, the Masters of the Universe, Skeletor, his evil dudes, She-Ra. She wasn't here, but in no, spirit. No, she wasn't. Yeah, her All of her was. friends yes. over in Etheria, uh, you know, throw a Brave Star in there. He's a filmation property. Yes. Kind of reminds me of He-Man, you know. Uh, thank you for joining us on this holiday. And I don't want to put too fine a point on it, but if you want to give us a gift this Toonsmiths, don't send us jewelry. No. Don't send no. us. Don't even send us toys. Send us a written review and a five-star rating or whatever is the highest amount of stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to us. Prince Adam will look kindly upon you for it. Blessed be you. Mm, blessed be you. And to piggyback on top of that, please go over to our Instagram and Twitter at dptooncast and check out our website, dptooncast.com, where you'll find all of our podcasts. It's as joyous as a Toonsmith lit up Christmas tree. It or is. a Toonsmith tree is what I meant. I understand that you are living in a household where Toonsmith is not the only religion being practiced or recognized. So I you, forgive you. You understand where I went, would have made the I forgive calculation. You. Okay. I didn't say I understand you. <laughs> no, understood. <laughs> I understood that you We've don't gotten understand. Yes, incredibly quiet. Yes, we have. This is very intimate. Yeah. So we better start getting excited because we're not picking a new tune. We already announced what we're doing on next episode. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because it will be a new year, but we've got an old tradition for the new year <laughs> that we're going to be coming back to uh-huh. by popular yeah, demand of up to two people. We will be covering Jim and the holograms to bring in the new year with a neon style. Uh, I'm going to take some magic markers and just put apply makeup all over my face. Yes, if I had a bell right now, I would ring it loud. Well, you're going to have to wait for that ball to drop and the clock to strike midnight, Travis. When 2023 comes, you know that Jim and the holograms will be providing the soundtrack here on DPTC. Happy Toonsmas to all. Merry Toonsmas to you and to yours. And Travis, a very special Merry Toonsmas to you. Will, Merry Toonsmas to you. I love you, brother. I love you too, bud. To all a Merry Toonsmas. And to all a Tudor my Duder. Mm, tutor my Duder. Dad. <laughs> Daddy. Papa. Or Papa. <laughs> Papa. Yeah, that's what I'll throw in there sometimes for my guys. And again, I'll be like, oh, they call me Papa. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that is truly that is yeah that's true, insanity that i like it though true insanity. i like it dude i like it just <laughs> yeah i'm like you hear what my dog just said to me i can't take it it's too cute yeah you're having conversations I mean, yeah it's literally great conversations with myself that are affecting me emotionally <laughs> that are like bringing me to tears i'm like oh i have to i'm still recovering from what my my dog said to me earlier that i said to myself in my dog's voice Baby. that i Daddy, I love you so much. I'm so glad I've known you for so long. Oh, bud. Oh, boy. Oh, uh, that's good stuff, mm-hmm. dude. Yeah, keep that coming. That's nice. Gotta have that. Gotta have them. Yeah, I'm like, don't get happy Christmas. Happy Christmas to all. And to all, happy Christmas. <laughs> Everybody, it's me. Cutie pie. Well, I'm gonna bring it down just a little bit. And then you start talking like this. Hey, Daddy, I love you so much. Travis, it's me. Your son. It's your baby son. This is how I talk now. I love you, Dad. Daddy. 
appreciate that you made me <laughs> with mommy. I know I was a big project and I appreciate it. <laughs> you were. Hey, now it's touching me. I know. Oh, see? Keep it going. This is, I, I'm like a medium for, for, <laughs> for animals and babies. Anyone who can't speak, anyone who's cute, I uh, will show up to your house and interpret their looks on their faces for you. 